and we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast. Good evening, everybody. How are we all doing? So, topic of the night tonight is Monday. I believe it's, I believe it's October 3rd. An article got published recently that I had forgotten that I'd written. Um, must have been four or five months ago that I wrote it. Got published on EliteFTS.com. I'll give I'll include the link to it. But topic of the article: it is a redux, so to speak, of an earlier article called Seven Habits of Trying to Be Successful." And I rewrote this article this year to Seven Daily Rituals for Success. So I just want to just cut to the chase and run through those. So these rituals, it, they are seven concepts. Some of them are actual, you know, actionable practices. Other, others are just perspectives. But when I wrote them originally three years ago, I was at a state of being where I was essentially just really struggling to make it. And I was just trying to get my life together. So I had to change some things. And over time, those struggles turned into a repetitive, you know, they turned into a regimented, repeated practice. So what are they? Where are these seven things of success? The first one, number one, following a defined schedule to make yourself more productive. Uh, you could call this, you know, waking up really early. You could call this, you know, working really hard during the day. But fundamentally, whether you work a lot or work a little or whether you get a lot done or get very little done, what it really comes down to is time management and create a schedule that allows you to maximize how you use your time. So I, I see this screwed up a lot where people, let's say, they, they brag about how early they, they wake up. I wake up at 4.30 or I, I work all day and I don't, I don't fall asleep until midnight. That's good to say, but are you really using all that time effectively? If you want to have, if you want to create your maximal output of productivity, whatever it is that you do for a living, you want to be as productive as possible. Yes, there is such a thing as working more to get more done, but there's also working within a given time frame to do quality work. So more is not better until better literally is more. So you have to rearrange this in your head and really consider, am I effectively using my time or am I just starting my time early in the day or ending it late in the day and not getting any more done than I would have if I had woken up in a reasonable hour. So, number one, create a daily schedule to facilitate being productive, and stick to it. And that takes in me into number two, which is managing your schedule is really about managing your energy. So, number one being we have creating a schedule. Number two, that schedule allows us to utilize our overall energy load, our overall energy battery in such a way that we keep our energy high, that we keep our productivity high, that we keep our quality of life high. Managing our energy is how fundamentally most people are ahead of others because, it's again, it kind of, if everybody works hard and everyone works a lot, the people they're going to win, it's not going to be because, you know, we all worked 10 hours, you know, you worked 10 hours a day, you worked 10 hours a day, you worked 10 hours a day, who won? It's going to be the person that manage their energy in such a way that they maximized, again, quality and quantity of work. It's possible to work a lot and do very little. 
It's also possible to be tired all the time and be awake a lot and do very little. So, number two, manage your energy. How do, we, how do you go about doing this? I'll, I'll give you what I did, and I think this is relevant to most people. First thing to managing your energy, if, critically evaluate what your most productive times of the day are. If you're somewhere you're a morning person, then wake up in the morning. If you know that you're never going to be a morning person, don't force yourself to wake up early. Make the midday your work day. If you are someone that is a night owl, it may behoove you to run a later schedule. Be honest with yourself about this, and don't try to fit a square peg into a round hole. Again, it's very impressive to brag about how early or late you wake up and go to bed, but again, it doesn't really matter unless that time is being spent on something. So evaluate when you're most productive, and then prioritize what you need to get done during those productive times. Don't save the important shit for later when you are fatigued. Do it at the beginning. Third thing. Go to sleep. That's utterly remedial, and I took a pause for a reason, but go the fuck to sleep. I know a whole bunch of you are probably listening to this on your phone, and perhaps you read my article on the lack of focus, but this is something that plagues everybody. If you're going to have a successful life lifestyle, you have to have the energy for it. You have to be getting some shut-eye. You have to give your, give, be giving your body that time to recover and recharge. If your sleep is shitty, yeah, you can get by in four or five hours for a period of time, but that will take years off your life and or it will just take quality out of what you're doing. So find a time to go to bed that gives you at least you know, however many hours you need, whether it be five or six or seven or eight or nine, get, make that an absolute priority. You want to manage your energy, you have to manage your sleep. So that's number three. Number four to managing your energy, get your diet in order. Get your diet in order. I could throw in drinking more water in there, but this is a general recommendation. If the way you are eating and the way you are providing sustenance for yourself is sapping you of energy or not supporting your energy, then you need to change things. I'm not going to prescribe that there's a perfect diet or that there's a perfect way to eat. The best way to eat is one that maximizes your energy. That's what I tell all my clients, whether they be a bodybuilder, whether they be an average person, a mom, a working professional, a lawyer, and it doesn't matter. The best way to eat is finding a way that suits your lifestyle and it maximizes your lifestyle, maximizes, maximizes your energy. If that's eating multiple times a day, great. If it's eating a few times a day, great. If it's snacking all day, great. You can, we, can, we can talk about protein and carbs and fat and play around with it, but if your sustenance and the way you feed yourself is dog shit, and you need to be objective about this, if you know you eat like shit and you feed yourself like shit, you need to change that flat out. Your body is only going to perform as good as the fuel you put into it. If you underfuel yourself or feel yourself lousy, it's going to affect your performance. It's going to affect your energy. So... Clean up your nutrition, drink water. So that's the, let's say that's kind of like five and six. The last thing, and this comes down to people, you want to have more energy? Get rid of the people that are fucking draining you dry. That's basic and that's easy to say and hard to do, but guess what? If everyone that surrounds you leaves you feeling tired, fatigued, and you don't even want to really be, be around that person or people, that's a problem. 
And it doesn't matter whether they're your family, your friends, your best friend, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend. If you are in a situation where you, your close, intimate others are parasitic in the nature of the relationship, is a one-way interject output from you to them, that is going to fuck you over. Or it's going to make you very, very resentful as to how you end up, end up with these people in the first place, and then you're going to take that anger out on the ones you love. And that can be a hard thing to face and a hard thing to admit, but you have to change that. And yes, it's not going to be overnight, but something needs to happen. You need to make something move. So, to recap so far, create a schedule, manage your energy. Number three, don't sacrifice time for fatigue. So I kind of already talked about this more than once. And again, this is not to say that working a lot doesn't allow you to get more done. But understand that if undertaking more work, if trying to work more is going to result in a decline in the quality of the current work that you're doing, don't fucking do it. Don't do it. So you could work 10 hours a day. Well, if I work 14 hours, I'll get more done. Are you really getting more done? Or are you just scraping out some half-assed productivity that really is not really is, that is really not contributing to you know, your overall you know, performance? Yeah, in some cases, you just have to be awake for a while and you're going to be tired. But if you have the foresight and the awareness and the control over your life to manage your energy, manage your schedule, then you can manage your fatigue and use that awareness to recognize the fact that being tired all the time is not conducive, again, to working all the time or working long term or performing well in anything. So don't think that you have to take on everything possible if it's unless it can be done at a high level of quality. I'm at a stage now in my life where I have had times where I've worked a lot, a lot, a lot, and I've done the 16-hour day and the 18-hour day where, you're, where I'm getting by five, five hours of sleep. What I realized after doing that for a while, I stopped improving. I was doing a lot, but I stopped improving. So you need to give yourself that, one, space to adapt, but two... Do not mistake fatigue with work or working well. That's number three. Number four, creating systems. So this is something that gets wildly overcomplicated. How do we create a system? I'm going to make this simple. You have actions that you do every day that require conscient, conscientious thought. You have to actively think about them. They, they take up energy. You have actions that are unconscious. They're you know, mindless habitual, they take up less energy. You can create systems that are complicated or simple, but fundamentally, a system is just a structure of doing actions, of doing things, that allows your energy to flow within an overall pattern, within an overall organized fashion. So a system is just a way of organizing, organizing something. A system is just a way of creating a pattern that repeats itself. On an individual level, things that I've done to systemize my life, very basic. A lot of my groceries, a lot of my food, I get it auto-delivered. Amazon Pantry, that works great. It's a reasonable thing for myself to do. That's time that I don't have to spend doing stuff. A lot of the stuff I, supplements I take, I'm just talking about protein powders and you know, protein bars I use for convenience. They get delivered to my house. I don't have to go out and buy them. My, you know, my finances, I have stuff set on you know, automatic withdrawal, recurring billing. Again, these are things that I don't have to think about now. When I 
work with clients. I have pre-designed templates and models that I use to set up programs for people. You know, now I don't have to write write everything out. I have something that I can use as a basis. I've created rituals around when I wake up. You know, I've, I've talked about this before in uh, former podcasts with you know sort of like habit stacking. I, you know, a habit stack is just a system. So those are just generic examples, but hopefully you get the point. Don't if you're going to create a system, don't think that you have to add to what you are doing already. You just organize it better. You go from a non-pattern to a pattern. You repeat the pattern. This is not revolutionary, it's not groundbreaking, but it's something that many people lack and fail to do. Don't believe that in systemizing your life that you need to start doing a whole bunch of novel things you've never done before. Generally speaking, a well-run life is just one in which somebody has organized their time and their day and their actions, and then they can go about it without having to devote extra energy to you know, trying to control chaos. People either control their schedules or your schedule controls you. If your schedule is this chaos with everything unplanned, then you gotta start, you know, putting stuff into place. So that is the basis of creating a system. It is simply patternization. Moving on, we got number five. Be judicious with whom you invest your time. So what does this mean? Don't fucking spend time around shitty people. Again, this is one of those like super obvious, but no one does it. You know, points. Every job, I don't care what the industry is, I don't care if you're a billionaire tech guy listening to this right now. I don't care if you're a doctor, I don't care if you're a lawyer, a nurse, a politician, a janitor, a tradesman, a mom who takes your kids to the same daycare. Everybody, no matter what they do for a living, no matter what their livelihood is, no matter what their time is spent on, you will have to deal with bullshit. Every job, every industry has shitty people in it. Not everybody in your life is going to be a good person that you encounter. So you can save yourself a lot of time, a lot of grief, a lot of wasted emotion simply by being discerning with who you spend your time with. Personal or professional, it doesn't matter. If you make an effort to surround yourself with the best people possible, your overall existence will be immensely improved. This is one of those points where it does kind of have a binary rule to it. Does a person give you energy or if nothing else, maintain your energy, or do they drain you? So we got our pro-energy people, we got our negative energy people. Pro people get you know kept in our life, negative people, they get cut the fuck out. That's it. It is, it is that simple. Number six. So number six, this is kind of a perspective in regards to success rituals, but experience is the best form of training, the best form of education. This took me some time to really become clear on since I have I have spent a lot of time trying to educate myself. And after a time, after doing this job for eight years, after working with people for eight years, I realized that there just there is no substitution for experience. Every, every piece of information now that I receive, and I don't care what the subject is, everything I hear, everything I read, everything I expose myself to, I filter through the lens of application and context. So it's become kind of a culture phenomena where Anyone can read about something. You can read a you know, you can read a report, you can read news, you can read a website, and you can think, oh, I understand it. Unless you were there, unless you have practiced it, unless you know the situation, unless you have been in the situation, unless you have practiced the situation and applied it, it's not fucking true, and it doesn't fucking matter what anyone thinks. Anyone can read something and it makes sense, 
and you think you're learning, but it, again, it's never been applied. There's no context. There's no frame to it. It doesn't matter. What, is, what does that have to do with success? You know, we're talking about context and frame. Because with success, what matters is what has effect. So listening to this podcast right now, a lot of these things I'm telling you, they won't matter unless they take effect in your life. You'd be listening to all these and nodding your head and thinking, man, yeah, this guy, like, I agree. He knows what he's talking about. This is making me think. Until you put it into practice, you haven't done anything yet. So this has no real value to you until, until you've applied it to your life. So experience, or rather application, that is the greatest filter you can have for being successful. So we've gone through one through six. The last one, number seven, there is an adage where people tell you that you need to fail a thousand times to succeed. And that's, that's great. That's nice to hear. And people are you know, hyper successful. Well, they often tell you that I failed this many times and then I made it big. And it sounds good. It's very encouraging. But failure is part of the process. And don't fear it. But at a certain point, you have to fucking win at something. So win and keep on winning. You can fail and keep on failing. If you fail enough times and you never actually succeed, you're just a failure. So this is this is contrarian, but it's just I just get annoyed by that piece of advice on a personal level. You know, so and so failed ten thousand times. You know, so and so look at their circumstances. Look again. Look at the context. Look at what they had going for them. Yeah, people can fail a lot, but and you know maybe they move on, and maybe they truly did fail, and their life fell apart. And you can build you know a life on a stack of failures, but eventually something has to break through. You need to have those victories that pile up. You know, and those victories may be far in between. But regardless, you still need to be a victor at something. So outperform your failures, outperform your failures, fail forwards, but you gotta win going up. You gotta keep climbing on top of that stuff. And you have to have things at a certain point where you can point to and say, look, I actually, you know, it took me many tries, but I did it. Not it took me many tries, I'm still trying, I don't want to break through. Yeah, and until that happens, until you break through, I don't want to fucking hear about how, how failure is so important. The people, again, you have to put in the context, the people that tell you that you need to fail 10,000 times, they can say that now because they won at something. The people that failed 10,000 times and didn't win at anything, they're just a broken fucking person that's going to tell you, God damn, it didn't work out for me. Context. So, number seven point, win and keep on fucking winning at something. And if you're not a winner yet, keep working until you are one. You have to have some self-belief, you know, to this whole thing. So to recap, since this has actually been a bit of a longer podcast than I anticipated, but hopefully you got some good stuff out of it. Rituals of, of success. Follow a defined schedule for greater productivity. Number two, manage your energy for a better quality of life, better quality of work. Number three, don't sacrifice your time for fatigue. Number four, create systems to get stuff done to make things happen. Number five, be judicious with whom you spend and invest your time with. No shitty people. Number six, experience and application is the greatest form of self-development that you can use in your life. And number seven, win at something and then keep on piling on the wins on top of that. I will close it there. And until next time, people, good night and
good luck.